This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are here with the one, the only Miss Courtney Rhodes. David, I'm here finally. In New York. I know we have been trying to do this for a minute. We haven't and I am so happy to be here and looking forward to this. I'm so happy. Listen, I should say welcome to New York. Welcome to my studio. Welcome behind the velvet rope. But really, I should say welcome to Bravo and welcome to the Real Housewives. Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, so listen, the season, you know, we're coming to an end now. So you've, you know, you've filmed it. You've watched it back. We've watched it back. You know, social media has commented. Lots of your castmates have commented. Like, how has this been for you? You know what? Overall, um, it's been amazing. Because number one, it certainly pushed me out of my comfort zone. Like it just no amount of preparation in life could actually prepare you to go into a friend group like this and hold your own. Your own. Um, it was highs and lows. I made some incredible friendships, deepened some friendships and made some frenemies. So I think that's kind of what it's all about. That really covers the gamut. <laughs> I, I mean, so. Like, did you know what to expect? Like, did you, like, you, you know, you're, you're in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. obviously you had 14 seasons to choose from. Like, mm-hmm. did you watch this show before you were on it? So I did. So in the beginning, I loved the show and I was a loyal, loyal, loyal watcher. 
then, you know, life does what it does. And I missed some seasons. I actually had moved to Chicago um, for a couple years and I got a divorce and moved back. So I had to play catch up. So I had to quickly play catch up. Um, but again, it was, I certainly had no idea what I was stepping into. Did you ever say like, okay, this is something I want to be a part of? You know, like, did you look at like, you know, a, a Nene Leaks up there and say, hmm, I can do that? You know, first off, I love Nene Leaks. Let me just say that. Um, never I know I could do that, but the opportunity, there were conversations before in the past about um, joining the cast and this time just felt right. Um, just where I was in my life with all the new beginnings. Like, why not give this a shot? You came on as Sheree's friends. Yes. What is the best thing about being friends with Miss She by Sheree Whitfield? So Sheree is a very loyal friend. If she rocks with you, she really rocks with you. So I think that's the thing I love the most about her. And number two, she is just so much fun. Like when the two of us are together with the cameras off, we are giggling, we are laughing, we just have a good ass time. It just reminds me of like high school girlfriends when you're vulnerable and you're laughing and you're talking about stuff. So, I mean, she's fun and she's super loyal, which are two characteristics that are extremely um, important to me. Loyalty is hard to come by. It's so hard. And especially in on platforms like this because right. I think you can get caught up, right? Like just trying to finagle your way through a situation or a scenario. But when you know that you have a true friendship with someone that's loyal, you can go 10 toes down because you know that person's going to do the same for you. And that just made me sleep good at night. You had no, I mean, based on that, like there were no reservations at all. Because like, listen, you look at like Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle, you mm-hmm. look at like the Trace Amigas, Vicky and Tamara and Shannon. Mm-hmm. And like they've broken up and gotten back together, mm-hmm. you know, Bethany and Jill, we were just talking right. about we Jill before about we them. started. Yeah. Like you had no feelings of like, never, this is a good friend. And that may have been naive, but I never, just because from day one, she's just always been a genuine person and we met each other where we were. We had a great time. We didn't see each other all the time. Actually, there, there were, you know, when I was in Chicago, there was like years where we didn't see each other, but then we saw each other and we picked right back up. So no, not at all. Wow. Did Sheree give you any advice? Like, you know, we're going to get into some of your statements about this group, about yes. frenemies. And, yes. But I mean, you know, you watched and you said like you, nothing could really prepare you, right? Not, like nothing. you don't know really what. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't reiterate that enough. You got there and you're like, oh, God, what did I sign yeah, up for? Like, Or you're just you're thinking like with me, I wanted to build an authentic relationship with every one of the women separate and apart from their relationship with Sheree or other people that I, you know, was building relationships with. And it just quite didn't work that way. No, you've had an interesting season. I have had interesting. We can go with that. <laughs> We're going to get into that in a second. Like, did Sheree give you any advice, you know, on, like, beware of this person? You know what? She didn't. She said, be yourself. Stay true to yourself because that's all you're going to have. That's all you're going to have. And she said, I want you to make your own assessment of people based on your interactions, which is what felt most natural for me anyway. 
So it was great advice. Did you go in, you know, having watched some of this, even though, you know, the middle years you kind of were in Chicago, like you said, mm-hmm. but then you caught up. Like, did you go in with, like, preconceived notions about anyone in particular? And did you – like, did someone surprise you where you're like, I don't think I'm going to like this person? And then, you know, they're standing in front of you and you're, like, taking them at face value and you actually like them or the opposite? Yeah. So I would say Marlo – I was a fan girl just because her style is amazing. She seems to have this fun, big, regal personality. So I was like, boy, she's probably going to give me the hardest time. And refreshingly, she was, outside of Sheree, the most welcoming and genuine to me from day one until right now. So that was that was nice. Who was the least welcoming? Kenya. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What's going on when you say until right now with Marlo? Talk to me about that. You know, Marlo and I have been developing a very authentic, genuine friendship, and I love it. Like, I am the kind of girl where I haven't been that open to a lot of new friendships in my adult life just because I have my friends from different seasons and life is busy. And so I have tons of colleagues, but not a lot of close friends. Right. But I truly do believe that Marlo has my best interests and I certainly have hers. And to find that bonding on a platform like this just to me is incredible and just it just really touches my heart honestly (laughs) what has been like we'll start on a positive note what has been like a highlight of this whole experience through you like one friendships yeah um the laughter um the friendships really yeah yeah what's been a low light like what's just one thing that stands out of like oh god just that um my normal day-to-day i my personality is typically more reserve and welcoming and i started out on a really high um um not positive note but it was authentic and it was true and i have learned to use my voice and whatever feels authentic and true to just rock with it so for me it was low just being like you know what i just have to own that shit because it's what i did it's not my proudest moment but it's real and i'm a real person and i just trust that people would relate to me as things went on and when you say you started out like on a moment that you consider low, are you talking about with candy? Yes. yes I mean, that's yes, what I thought you were yes, talking about. Yes, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> so what, like, what was it, you know, yeah. about that and how did that all develop? So the thing that bothered me the most about that was the lack of context to the situation, right? So I just, and I understand that, you know, production has to do their job and, right. you know, we have no control over that. And I fully respect that. But basically what happened, I was um, in Paris in September. You know, I typically spend the month of September in Paris. And my business partner calls me, who I had not even told that I was considering the opportunity because it was just like an option. It wasn't like at the forefront, right? Like, you know, I started talking to some people and it it was an option. So It takes a minute, yes. It does, right? And so she calls and she has a big, funny personality. And the conversation kind of went like, so you're out here in these Atlanta streets clout chasing. And she's laughing. And I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? And so she's like, so I just got this call. And she told me who the call was from, which is um, 
someone who's um, a mutual friend of Candy's. And she's like, so apparently Candy called her and was asking if you knew anything about her and said that you were claiming that you all were friends to get on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And child, that just did not sit with my little ego. Like, you know, we, I've been a career professional since, you know, my 20s, right? Right. And I've had a pretty nice career and I'm pretty proud of it. And I have been behind the scenes by choice. Um, And so I was really bothered by that because I had never told anyone that. And so I'm like, you're kidding. And she's like, no, I'm not. So I immediately like started texting like the producers and the production company, like, did anybody tell? And they were like, no, why would we say that? Right. And I'm like, so annoyed. And my business partner thinks it's so funny. She's like, oh, so we're just clout chasing now. And so that's what happened. And it just didn't sit well with me because the conversation was kind of condescending the way it came back to me. Right. Um, Like, why her? Who is she? I don't know her. Like, we don't know any of the same people. Um, and so I was I was bothered by that. And you saw I shared that conversation with Sheree. And then I'm not sure if Ralph's party was the best place. Actually, it was not the best place to approach Probably her not. after a couple cocktails. But you know what? It happened. It was a real moment. And I just have to be accountable and, you know, move forward. Do you think that moment, like, got then misconstrued to, like, the viewers? Because, like, then that breaks the fourth wall, right? Because, like... You know, listen, people, I think, were confused. And, like, there were comments online of, like, we don't even understand this there was argument. No con- there was right. literally no context to it. So I understood why the- it was confusing to me, quite honestly. And it went on for a while. And there were, obviously, you know, they do what they do to cut it up and make it make sense. But, I mean, even to me, it just made no sense because there was no contextual understanding as right. to what we were even talking about. Right. But the point was... Candy, I don't know you. I've seen you a couple times. You're not necessarily in, you know what I mean? Like in my on my radar. Much respect to you, but I don't have to pretend like we're friends to get on this platform because right. they actually reached out to me. So right. stop, right? And that was that was it. And again, my ego certainly played a role in it. And, and, and it Guilty. Makes, no, and it makes sense now how you're describing it because then it's like, I mean, they're not going to break the fourth wall and say, well, you were trying to get on the show. And so I think, you know, right, because then that's – Yeah, no, they're not. Sure. So I think that's why everyone was really confused. Yeah, I was too. I'll admit it. As important it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. 
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Rocket Money has helped me so much, and I really think it can help you. You know, I'm always having to watch certain TV shows to do research for all these interviews I conduct here on this podcast. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't got time to watch the whole show. I just watch the bare minimum of what I need to do to prepare, and then I'm not going to watch the show again. So because of that, I have to subscribe to so many TV streaming services, and then I forget to cancel my subscriptions. I'm really busy. That's where Rocket Money has come in. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Do you know that over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forget about? That means 80% of you listening. Rocket Money quickly and easily finds all your subscriptions. And any you don't want to pay for anymore, you just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash velvet rope. That's rocket rocketmoney.com slash velvet rope. Let me say it one more time. Rocketmoney.com slash velvet rope. What about the, maybe because of how it was edited, then there was all this chatter online. I mean, that where they were like, you know, girl, you're just trying to make a mark on the show. Like that, that was out there mm-hmm. that you wanted to pick on like a big fish, which if Sheree's your friend, it's not going to be her. I mean, it would be Kenya or Candy probably. You know, there was this narrative. Like, I don't know if you dive into the comments of like, you wanted your moment for fame for the cameras. I I didn't. And and to me, that's just really not a smart narrative. Like, absolutely not. Like, it's actually the least part. Like, why would you go onto a platform like this and want to fight with the person with the biggest popularity or recognition like it's actually the opposite right yeah i really didn't want to but it was authentic she she really of all the women called inquired about me and it came back to me that she said that i said that we were friends and yada 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 so it just unfortunately it happened to be her that makes sense, right? Like, why would you choose the person I with would the never. most? I mean, it makes no sense. Fandom, like, so to speak. Because I'm a pretty know. smart girl, and that's not what I would have done. You know what I mean? But I also feel that I have to be authentic, and it's it's what happened. It was real. It's a reality show, and so I certainly felt that I was right in addressing it. How and where? I'm not proud of. That makes sense. But you guys, I mean, Sheree has had her spiritual healing journeys this season that we've seen and you and candy came to a yes you know you guys have worked it out yes we have we've definitely um moved forward so that's nice you've done it more than some others i mean you know you take like a kenya and a marlo Mm -hmm. i mean what is it about those two that you feel you know that they just don't see eye to eye um so there's a couple things number one i think that um I think that 
Kenya is a lot more delusional than people realize. And she really just, when she wants to do something and have a story and a narrative, she's just going to, she's going to run with it. And I think that her and Marlo are similar in certain ways, interestingly enough. And so they're just like oil and water. And for whatever reason, Kenya has no desire to move forward with it. And so it actually makes it extremely uncomfortable sometimes. Um, but that's, that's what I think it is. Do you think, because you mentioned like a story, do you think Kenya kind of acts for the cameras? Like, does she play it up? Is she the most different? Is she very different when the cameras are not rolling? I think that I don't really know her that well. We, Like I said, she was the coldest um, towards me from day one. I think when it's not about her, she's not happy. When it's like, you know, she has this on the camera, bigger than life persona. It's all about me, you know, like, I mean, no secret. You know, she tells everybody else how great and grand and amazing and fabulous she is. Yes. And I think that Marlo threatens that and it's not comfortable for her. And so it just plays out the way that it does. And I think Marlo is going to defend herself and be Marlo, right? Like Marlo is no angel. She doesn't pretend to be. Um, And they just go back and forth. Marlo's also having a moment with Candy. They're not seeing eye to eye They're on not. some things either. They're not. They're not. I mean, do you think Marlo and Candy are more likely to kind of maybe patch things up at some point, maybe at the reunion or? I think I mean, they are definitely more likely. Um, and I can't spill the beans, but as you continue to watch, you will see um, Marlo support Candy with some stuff. And I think you will see them coming together and it feels really nice. That's nice. Yeah. As you, cause like you and Candy did get to this good place, you know, on where we are now in mm-hmm. the show. And, mm-hmm. you know, this will air probably like two weeks from the time we're recording it. So anything is possible to happen. Anything is possible, David. <laughs> but what about like as you watch it back and you're looking at confessionals? Cause like this is something that happened recently. Like, again, I think of the past few episodes, like where Ralph had the brunch and then, you know, everyone brought their significant other. Mm-hmm. You brought, you know, your ex Bryce mm-hmm. and Candy knows him. From, I guess mm-hmm. the music business right. and she then says in her confessional you know oh he's such a great guy such mm-hmm. a nice guy like how does he put up with her I'm like right. well that's not a very nice thing to yeah. say you know what it isn't but that's a reflection of her not me so I honestly just think nothing of it right like if Candy and I talked about it and we agreed that our argument was dumb like it was kind right. of dumb like it got taken it. out of context and so if you will notice I chose not to because I legitimately forgave her we're moving forward and that's how I felt I wasn't just saying that and when I say something I mean it so again that's a reflection of her not me be you do you say what feels you know true for you so well you know if people that watch these shows the fans they like authentic real do they really yeah I'm not they sure do. like it's, you don't it's, you don't think so I mean there's nothing authentic or real about Kenya and it just it, it may just be the amount of time that she's been on the show but she is honestly the meanest girl I've ever met not just with me but with everybody it's really? like and it's it, there's a part it's so bad Honestly, that I'm like, get therapy, deal with whatever internally is not sitting right with you because it just, 
it doesn't feel good. I think it's not good for the platform. I think it's not good for the show because we do like we go into these scenes and we want to have fun with the girls. And it's just like there's that dark shadow. And if you're not aligned with her or hyping her up or moving the way that she wants, it's just it just doesn't it never ends well. What's like the most egregious thing you've seen her do? I mean, I guess off camera, because we see it all on I, camera. I think when we went on that Birmingham trip, just being the hostess, and I mean, let me just make, for instance, Marlo was, she got on that bus when we left to go to, to it wasn't Birmingham, where did we, I think it was Birmingham, Alabama. I don't yes. remember the town. I know. No disrespect, I, but we got on I the bus. I know there was and, Alabama, and I know there was Portugal. Yeah, so. so Marlo was excited. She was, she came on in a great mood, and Kenya just ignored her the entire time. We're on this little van. We're driving to Alabama with a group of girls. So literally, I'm sitting um, in the back with Marlo. We literally had to start a whole nother conversation because she just refused to give Marlo eye contact to talk to her. And it was uncomfortable for me, but it was also uncomfortable for some of the other women who actually like Marlo and wanted her to be a part of the conversation, right? And that kind of energy continued. And then we saw Marlo kick the door, blow up, did what she did, but we didn't see all the little nuances and the poking that Kenya had done leading up to that point. And then now she's the victim and Marlo was all these horrific, horrible things. And no one knew that Brooklyn was in that room. Right. Do you think Kenya is getting a good edit? Like, do you think they go out of their way to kind of edit her in a good, cause you didn't see all that. You're right. No, um, I don't know. I'm going to say keep watching. I don't necessarily think so as it, as the season progresses, because I think it became impossible not to present how she was showing up. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What about, you know, since we're on the topic, you know, Nini just did this interview with Carlos King. Oh, right. I heard about it. Have you listened to it? I listened. So first of all, we love our Carlos King here behind the velvet rope. He's been on this show many times. I've been on his show many times. I've listened to a lot of clips of it. So, I mean, one thing Nini has said is that like Kenya, whether you like her or not, she's needed for the show. Would you agree with that? I would not agree with that. I think that Kenya has had a long-standing role on the show. So she's developed fans, and it's just simple math, right? Like over time, the people who relate to you resonate with you. You're going to have that. You put another strong personality in there, a Portia, no one's going to miss Kenya, right? Like So it's just having a strong lead that's good for television. I think if you put someone in there that's more fun and more willing to make fun environments, yes, the fun shade is cool having conflict, but the key to me in real life is you have conflict with your friend group, but then you move on. If not for your personal, like even with Candy, before I was totally ready to move on, I knew it would be in the best interest of the group and when we got together. So just the responsible, accountable thing would be to be like, you know what? You're right, right? Let's move on. Let's let's have fun. And totally. so that's what I 
feel. That's how I feel. Well, I think that I think that's what Bravo and production likes too. I mean, I think that's what Housewives is. It's conflict resolution, conflict resolution. Well, there is no resolution with her. So do you it's think conflict, conflict, like conflict? Do you think it's time to maybe substitute Kenya for Portia? I mean, I would love to see that happen. Obviously, I'm sure I'm biased. I just, you know, I don't know Portia, um, but Portia just seems like a fun good-hearted person like it's no internal conflict kenya seems to just have some internal conflict that's ugly that projects as a mean girl and it makes it extremely difficult um to like i said have fun conflict move on conflict move on right is there anyone on the cast that kenya's considers herself close with that really likes her this summer, my Hamptons house has seriously turned into a hotel. And although I love my friends dearly, there's not been one visitor that's come without needing to borrow something. I keep extra toothbrushes, extra toothpaste, soap, anything they might need. Well, it turns out I also now have several relief bands on hand. True story, we were going from my house in Sag Harbor to East Hampton the other night. The Uber is stopping and going. These roads are so windy in the Hamptons. I had my relief band on, so I was fine. Didn't realize I'm not the only one of my friends that gets completely car sick. Do you know that relief band is the number one FDA-approved anti-nausea wristband that's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting? I use it regularly, and it really does work. It's for motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, even morning sickness and chemotherapy. It's perfect for those unexpected nausea-inducing moments. Right now, I have an exclusive offer just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code VELVET, you get 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use promo code VELVET for 20% off plus free shipping. I think her and Candy have an alliance. Would I say, go so far to say that she necessarily likes her like that? I can't, I can't speak on that. Um... I think you all just saw the fall, um, and obviously I talked about the karma. I think you saw no one rushed up to run to check on her, and I think that speaks volumes to how she is behaving and how people genuinely feel about her. But it's still a show, and so she's got to have friends, and so then you see some, you know, you see some support later. So do you think if someone else fell, they would people Abs- would have rushed? Absolutely. I would have, for sure. Absolutely, right? Like, if your friends fall and you're not sure. It was also obvious that Kenya was okay because what you didn't see was she was cursing production out. So it was clear she was okay, and she had, like, this little bounce. And she was clearly more embarrassed than hurt. And, you know, before that conversation, I knew that she was okay. But, Yeah. Well, once you become too difficult to work with your co-stars and production, I mean, eventually, it doesn't matter who you are. It is The time. way she speaks to production, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like, again, in Alabama on that trip, the lighting wasn't bright enough for her. And she just tore into this young lady on production. And I just was mortified. And I apologize. I'm like, you know what? Courtney, I am so sorry. Like, that was so inappropriate, and that's not right. And I just don't like that. Like, that shit is not cool. Like, you are not above anybody, and it's not cool. And then, like, when that happens, like, 
I mean, is everyone like Candy, Marlo, Shirley, like, okay, this is Kenya, like, this you know, is how it goes? I, I don't know, because I wasn't really paying attention to everybody's reaction. Right. But for me personally, I was like, mm, we don't, we, I mean, my friends just don't do that. You don't treat people like that. Were you, sh- no, you don't. Were you shocked, like, that she was, was speaking in production? I like was, that? I was. Because I actually, before getting on the show, had no idea that that was her real personality right like i just thought it was this bigger than life i'm a diva i'm playing this villain role and i'm double downing on it but to see the cameras off and how she talks to people it's literally disgusting and you probably thought not that there's any excuse but you probably thought like like i would think i mean i've been on reality shows too so i know how it works but you would think if you weren't like you can't even speak to production like that you wouldn't even think it's a like it's not okay like we're in 2023 like people have rights and you just don't do bullying is not cool like come on stop it's not okay and production is not an easy job I mean, it's not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter if it's someone sweeping the, like, it does not matter. Totally. We're all humans and you just, it's so gross and disrespectful. I lost a lot of respect for her um, in that moment and, and seeing that a couple of times. I just, yeah, we just, we are all in water. So I take it you don't regret the karma comment. Absolutely not. But do you think karma is a bad word? Like, I talk about my karma all the time. Like, I wake up, I bump my toe. I'm like, shit, what did I do to deserve that? Like, good things happen to me. And I'm like, okay, God, this is my good karma. So to me, karma isn't a bad word. Um, I thought her fallen was her karma, potentially, right? But it wasn't even that serious to me. And it wasn't like, I would never want Kenya or anyone else to be hurt. Let's be clear. Had she not been down there cursing after she walked out of the hotel with slippers on in the rain with signs everywhere that said, you know, that was saying wet, be careful. I would not have said that. But you came out arguing in a bad mood, being disrespectful to a production, and you bust your ass. Like, it might be your your karma. Sorry, I'm not the karma goddess, but just maybe. It sounds like karma is the right word, yeah. I mean, right. I, I believe in karma. I do too. And for other people who don't, I respect that. But I do, and it's what I said, and I own it. Why do you think everyone is so obsessed with finances? Like, there's all this talk specifically about, like, Drew, we've seen it, and we've seen it with Sheree. I mean, over the, mm-hmm. why is everyone, even Marlo, people are wanting to know where Marlo gets money from. People are, you know, she by Sheree. Yeah, is it yeah. real or not? Now we have Drew. Why is this group so obsessed with everyone's finances? You know what? That's a good question, but maybe just because the platform and what it represents, that's that's the lifestyle that it represents. And I think that Atlanta has had a history of women um, living outside of their, um, their means. Like, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm super conservative, and I, like, live, you know, I proudly live within my means, right? Um but I think that because we've seen that over and over, it's, you know, it's just a, a reoccurring conversation that we keep hearing, you know. I am a Gemini. I talk all – I mean, I think housewives in general live above their means Yeah, I'm not, not going to do that ever. That's really – I mean, that would I mean, be some good advice. I mean, my ex-husband was a multimillionaire, so I had a pretty nice lifestyle. I am not. So I'm not going to pretend we divorced in 2020. I'm not going to live the way I lived, although I'm comfortable after the divorce and I'm a working woman who've worked my whole life. But I'm not going to live the way I live with a man who 
you know, I think that's into a trust fund, right? Like it just, it's not a very smart thing to do and I'm never going to do that. So. Um, and so no judgment, but it just, I think that's just the nature of the beast at this point. I mean, I think that's really good advice. Yeah. I, uh, my best advice is be authentic and don't ever live above your means. Yeah. I think that's what all, I think I that's what a lot sleep. of housewives like, I would not, need to. I'm never I would going never to, live above my means. I can't. Ever. I mean, like, sorry, being poor is my worst fear in life. So I'm going to be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like people laugh all the time. Like my friends are like, Courtney, you're broke. It's not everybody else is broke. I'm like, yeah, it is. Because when I look at that checking account, it doesn't matter what's in my trust, my 401k. Like, that checking account, if it's at a number, I'm like, I'm broke, bitches. I can't. I'm I can't. pretty much the same way. You know, listen, I have a great life. I love – I mean, I spend money, but I get to a point where I'm like, girl, who do you think this you ha- are? Like, yes. you are not Beyonce or Madonna. No, you better pull right? your shit together. And I just think about getting old and yeah. how much income I'm going to have and really grinding these not- next couple of years, which is why I launched the jewelry line. Like – I am just like, you know what? I'm I'm just very careful with money. Yeah. I think that's that that's that's a good way to be. Yeah. Who, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, this season and last season that Marlo that she's got her peach now. You know, mm-hmm. you watched back in the day, she was the longest running friend of yeah. basically she gets her peach. A lot of people say Marlo is just so extra. She just is throwing the kitchen sink in there. You know, like you said, banging the door down. She does too much. Like, do you she think that's does, a- and I love it because love it's it. so authentic and genuine. And Marlo does not run from the fact that she's working through some deeply rooted childhood issues, which we all can relate to, right? Yeah. Like, we've all got stuff that haunts us, that presents internal conflicts. And Marlo has been so authentic and honest about that, that... Not that she gets a pass, but a little bit. We understand why she is the way that she is. And I also feel like she's sincerely wanting to be better and um, just evolve. And so I give her a pass when she does stuff that's not cool. I will call her out and ask her questions about it. But she's not pretending to be something. She's not. She's just extra. And, and you it think, would be boring without someone being extra at this point. I think it would be boring. And you think that's authentic, right? Because people, I think, think it's, you know, it's too much. And she's, like, trying to make her moment every episode. I mean, she's been that way since I used to watch. And I used to be a fan of, of hers, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm in real life. I mean, she's – Marlo, I could talk to her on the phone, literally. And I'm in sweats and I look like shit. And she FaceTimes me and she's in designer from head to toe on our couch eating something. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, bitch, I'm chilling. And she's like designer from head to toe. Fabulous. Amazing. That's who she is. Now, does she wake up every day and like play dress up probably and has this fairy tale um, world that she creates? Yes, but it's real for her and she has fun with it. And I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm just picturing her like home alone on the couch, like head to toe Fendi, throwing some Louis. Like, yeah, when I'm home, I'm there's no, I, I, I have it in the closet, but it ain't going on. No, it's me either, right? Sweats. It's like if anyone sees me right now, this is the most embarrassing thing in the world. Yeah, it takes effort, but for her, yes. it's more seamless. And, you know, it's also 
living a fabulous lifestyle is a part of how she does make money. Like people can say what they want to, but she styles shows. She does do rentals for her garments and she may or may not have dated a billionaire. So Marlo is good. And stop asking all these questions because she's good. Stop hating and just let her be. Did she date a billionaire? She did date a billionaire. Absolutely. Yeah. She, it's real. It's she, the reality. She though. admits it. Yeah. I mean, we all know it. I think some of the storylines about who he may have been and all the details, I don't think any of those girls really know. So I think that's interesting. I don't know for sure who, but I know that she did. And I know that he took really good care of her. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I knew, I know that she banked some paper. So like, stop hating. Let it be. Just let it be. Lavenue's a real thing, people. Yes. I mean. I mean, where is my billionaire? Like, please, God, help us sister out. Well, you know, what is up? What is, I mean, we've seen, you know, we're starting to see, we see Marlo has mm-hmm. her man and, mm-hmm. you know, Kenya's talked about what's up with yeah, you. Yeah. So I went through a divorce in 2020. Right. And so for me. There, I've you know, I'm dating, and but there's no rush for that. Like, I'm at a point in my life where I'm rediscovering Courtney. My daughter has graduated from college, she has two degrees from Syracuse, she's working Yay. on a third. I have no tuition to pay. I, you know, launched my long term dream, a jewelry brand. And so, for me, it's just rediscovering Courtney, having fun. Um, learning who I am at 48 years old without responsibilities of a young child or a husband because I've always been attached to a man. From Bryce to a football player I dated in between to a doctor to my husband, uh, I've always been in a long-term relationship with really successful men, to be totally honest with you, and kind of lived in the shadow of them. And I'm just at a place now where I just want fulfillment and happiness. And I feel that. And I'm just, I'm not, you know, men are there. Like, I've never had a problem attracting and dating men. I'm just going to be honest. I mean, 99 problems, but having a man has not been one. So I'm dating. I'm having fun. I I think it's time for me to to do it more seriously now. Um, But I definitely had to heal a little from the divorce and just kind of, you know, it's like riding a bike. For the first, you know, time you take the trainer wheels off and it's a little shaky and then you kind of just get more comfortable. So I feel like I'm getting more comfortable with it. You needed your me time. I did. And I just needed to reassess who I was alone because honestly, I hadn't been alone since I was 18 years old. So for any amount of time, right? Like I've been in relationship after relationship, um, even recycling men like. Jayla's dad and I got back together three times, I think. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um. So I'm having fun right now. If you could date someone famous, like what's your type? Like who would you put your eyes on out of the famous people we so know? So I have dated quite a few people. Like who? Um, oh, I'm not going to tell that. Um, but if you know, you know. I just like guys who are charming, who are successful but don't lead with their success who are family-oriented, who are, if they have kids, you have to be an amazing father. That's really important to me and have a good relationship with your mother. Um, I like men who like to travel, who are smart. That's probably the number one thing for me is intellect stimulation right like and also spiritual connection is important to me i have i run the gamut from dark skin to white is what i have dated so there's no he has to be in shape 
Um, but there's no like, I just have to be attracted to him. I like nice teeth. Um, funny. Smart, funny, successful. Don't lead with your success. Good teeth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I hope you know what I mean, but don't lead with your success. Oh, like, oh just, I say that all the time. Yeah, like, the minute you listen, if you are successful and you have finances, you can see it just by hanging out with the person yes. over time. And the experiences, right? Like for me, the experiences are amazing, but just let it be like right. natural. We don't need to talk it until when it's you time name to talk drop, it. it's like I am yeah, out. Or just like I don't know. Some things I just don't think guys should really do. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. But it's I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so a fan of that's elite. my type. I'm not I a, guess. Okay, well that's you know well now there's lots. I mean there's I think two straight men that are listening to this <laughs> at the moment. You know the rest Listen, are women. I have my not straight guy friends who are always trying to hook me up with straight guys, so it's all good. They are out there. <laughs> what about you know what do you how do you feel about you know your friend Sheree? You know we, we see Martel yeah. this season. You mm-hmm. know. How do you think of what do you think so of Sheree and Martel? So I think that Sheree and Martel. Um, oh, we're about to get all into Sheree and Martel, and then we might as well talk about Marlo's man, Scotty. We talk about Kenya's man. Courtney does not like Kenya. I mean, that's obvious. So she spills a lot of tea that I never knew about Kenya, and more about this man. We talk at the reunion, RHOA. We talk what we can expect the rest of the season. And yes, we get into Drew and Ralph and all these things going on about Drew with LaToya and also with Ty. And was she unfaithful to Ralph? And I have a lot of questions about Drew and Ralph. So we are going to cover it all on part two with the one and only Miss Courtney Rhodes. Stay tuned. That's coming soon. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.